podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Kicking off this evening with probably the most listened to, most excitable group of Spurs fans that we've probably ever had on this show because, I mean, I don't even know, need to tell you why, really, do I? Um, no. Absolutely incredible. I was here last night doing the fan shows, and again, once again, apologies if you're a Fulham fan and you're listening to that show <laughs> because we didn't speak about Fulham. <laughs> we were just speaking about the mayhem and the utter scene that was going on at the Etihad Stadium last night. Thank you very much indeed, Spurs fans, for your company this evening. Uh, joined in the studio by Jamie and Chris, and I know a whole host of people want to get their voice heard this evening. So just so you know it, jot down the number if you haven't got it already, 0208 70 Or in the meantime, you can send us your thoughts and views on that game and anything else you want to have said. You know, w- what you got up to last night after that all happened. At Love Sport Radio is a Twitter handle, so do please get in touch. Um, Chris, I'll start with you. you. You've literally just got back from Manchester. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what <laughs> a night, honestly. It's, it's probably got to go down as the, the, the best day of supporting Spurs in my mm. life, definitely. It was the, uh, the craziest <coughs> game of football I've ever watched, probably the most entertaining um, from a neutral, uh, if you if you were a neutral fan watching that game, yeah. wow, it just you know what an advert for football. No, it, w- it was strange. I was sat here, and there's part of me that wanted Man City to do the quadruple, so I'm very much a neutral. But then the part of me is like, Spurs to the Champions League semi-finals, yeah. huge. Yeah. And it, it was when I could I could personally just sit there and enjoy it, and you know, as a football fan, of course, you know we can completely unattach yourself mm. emotionally. I can't imagine what it was like for you watching it, Jamie. I mean, what what was it like? It was talk, talk to me like certain yeah. points. Firstly, I think, <laughs> I think to start off with was the first 11 minutes. I mean, to have got, you know, four goals, yeah. it's just crazy. Um, I think it was odd how, because you weren't sure whether it was a good thing because we'd got the two away goals, but uh, we'd also conceded twice and allowed them, you know, a lot of confidence. Um, but it was just the most crazy game of football, and and just to the thought of Spurs being in the Champions League semi-final is just, it, you know, a couple of years ago or, or and growing up, Spurs being in the Champions League was something that never even crossed my mind. Yeah. To be in the semi-finals is just mind-blowing, and cannot wait for that game. But I think it's worth pointing out as well just how poorly you started the entire competition. Mm. Mm. I mean, there was there was at one point you were looking at thinking we're not even get through the group stages. Well, yeah, it was after the was it after the first three games that we had one point, yeah, we lost we lost to Inter, lost to Barca, and we drew with PSV, PSV. there, right. and obviously yeah. Loris got the sending off. Yeah. So just to turn it around, I think it's just amazing, and and to be honest, it's kind of the the story of our season of how we've you know faced real adversities, um, and and we've proved that we can overcome them. Yeah, Chris, come on then, talk to us about last night. Um, you were there. Well, the, the, the emotion in the stands, I want to I know that, but I'm also very interested in what happened afterwards because there's no way on earth you can just either go back to the hotel or just jump on the train <laughs> and come back, is there? There's no way. Well, like, oh, well, well th- that's the football finish back home. <laughs> I've, no hardly, I've hardly got a voice, actually, so if my <laughs> oh. voice is sounding a bit croaky, that's well, you've why. you've done it right, then. Um, do you know, before the game, I spoke to so many Manchester City fans mm. and um, they were very arrogant, they were very cocky. Mm. Um, they, they said to me, um, do you really think you're going to get a result here? And I said, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, who do you think will score? And I said, I think Sonny will do the business today. I really do. Yeah. And they they looked at me like I was absolutely mad and said, you haven't got a chance. You know, you you do know you're at the Etihad Stadium. And yeah. I was like, oh, come on. Um, but they got the perfect start that they wanted. They got the early goal. Um, then obviously Sonny got the, the two goals. And at that point, 10 minutes, yeah. the, you know, 10 minutes gone in the game. And I was just thinking to myself, 
right Pochettino now change it mm. put on a couple of subs yeah. <laughs> you know park the bus yeah, come on we've got two away goals here <laughs> yeah. um, you know and then it all went well this is yeah I think that's it I think it was so frantic that Crazy. I'm not sure it's kind of what Spurs wanted I think Spurs would have wanted a, a slightly mm. more calmer game absolutely and, would have. and 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 for me and maybe he d- maybe the team is slightly wrong I might I'm I personally would have gone with five at the back just to keep uh, just to be more slightly calmer and, and more defensive um but yeah, I really didn't think it got off the way, even though we managed to get two. I don't think it was. Um, it kind of set us up for the rest of the game and wasn't wasn't particularly positive. I don't think. But obviously, the rest of the game was just madness. E- even though it was such a crazy game, I think over the the two legs, certainly over the two games, I think Spurs were deserved winners. Mm. Um, definitely, without doubt. Um, yeah. There's not many. There's not many teams that that over two games take uh, take take it to Manchester City in, in that way and uh, you know between the two sides as well last night um, it was great because it was just pure entertaining football from both teams yeah. no time wasting nothing like that it was just yeah. pure football yeah. um, but when that fifth goal went in at the end <laughs> my god a, a number of a number of fans went out yeah. the stadium it was just did they yeah genuinely yeah. left yeah they did leave oh. and um, heads in hands and um, my son Harry who was crying next to me and uh, it was just it was awful it was a, such an awful awful mm. feeling uh. and then because uh. it's weird because when you're in the stadium mm. it's so weird because you don't know what's happening and no. then all of a sudden this VAR screen comes up and you're like what's going on yeah mm. you know you don't you're not told any information it's just that blue screen and um, you know so it's probably easier yeah. for someone watching it at home on the TV because they know what's happening they've got the commentary have you ever gone from so high to so low? No, in your life, no way, no yep. way. The, the the emotion, the mm. the mixture of emotion last night. I went through every single mm. uh, emotion that that there can yeah. be. I uh, think when that goal, this is when the goal went in, and um, it was absolute carnage in my living room, um, <laughs> and it was just like oh, I yeah. felt this so many times with Spurs, where it's like they've let us down at the final moment, mm. and it's just so nice to have that bit of luck on our mm. side. Yeah. Um, for once, and um, oh, I mean, what a moment when I just, I just remember hearing the com the commentary and them saying they've gone to check it on VAR, and yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, by that point, yeah, if, if they've gone to, there's a there's a fairly decent yeah. chance. So they've already had a first call in this evening. A Dustin, uh, all the way from Orlando in Florida, Dustin, I, I presume you you just want to talk about last night, right? Oh my God, <laughs> I have to. first of all, Jamie, Chris, Jay, great, thank you guys for having me on. No worries, Chris, no your video. Your video last night uh, with the celebration, I couldn't make out a word of what you said, and it made the video that much better. It just made the video even better. Just, it just, I got cold chills, and it was just a, an amazing, amazing day. So thank you for letting us kind of see it through your lens last night. Thank you. Uh, Dustin, how, co- how confident, though, were you going into that, that game yesterday? You obviously won the first leg. By no means, you know, a gimme at all. There was still a huge amount to do. But were, were you confident that you could go to the Etihad and get a result? Uh, yeah, I am. Poch has always talked about the collective with this group. And he's always talked about the team, the team, the team. And and I, I really did. Um, obviously, when Raheem puts that thing in with in the fourth minute, you're like, oh, my gosh. But then here comes Sonny, you know. And uh, so I was. I was really optimistic. Um but let me, I'll give you my little quick story real quick. Um, I was watching the game, and my wife watched it in the other room, hmm. and uh, she walked in and saw me with my red eyes, and she thought she was going to have to call the doctor. Um, <laughs> and I said, babe, come watch these last five minutes with me. 
and she understood that I was fine health-wise, I think. <laughs> and uh, But just that was my feeling that night. So I couldn't be more proud of this group. And I know I, I, I know that every Spurs fan across the world feels the same way. And just a great, great day. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask the question, um, Dustin. I'm going to ask the same for all the callers that, that come on the show tonight. Do you Do you believe now you can go on and win the competition? Absolutely. Absolutely. With, without question. This is the, there is there is a belief here. You just watch this team grow, and I think that's what that's been one of the most exciting things about being a Spurs supporter, um, especially in, in the Pochettino era. We've grown every single year, and, yeah. and I know Jace always says it, Chris always says it, Ricky, but it's you just stay behind the team, stay behind them, we support them, and, and we believe we will believe. Yeah. So, but yeah. I have a real quick I have a quick question for you guys, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Um, Last night, you know, seeing the goat go down in the forty-first minute, I think it was just, we were all we were all scared at that point. But then he brings on Fernando, and I don't think any of us anticipated seeing Fernando coming on for Musa. When really we're, I believe it was three-three on aggregate at that time still, and uh, and we brought Fernando on. Um, were you guys surprised? What was the mood inside the stadium, Chris? When you know, Fernando comes on for Musa in yeah. what you thought might be more of a defensive substitution than an offensive substitution. Do you know, in, in the mood in the stadium, certainly the people around me and myself, we were all quite excited thinking that uh, Pochettino is going that little bit more attacking and we're obviously after awesome. another goal and we, we want to win this game and, and just go through to the semi-finals. And it proved what a great decision that was. And it's funny, isn't it? At the start of the season, you, you think, Musa Sissoko and Fernando Llorente. If you said that they them two were, were, were key players in getting us into the, the semi-finals of the Champions League, people would have laughed their heads off. They mm. really would. So I'm just so pleased for both of them individuals. Mm. Yeah. I think those two players yeah, just absolutely exemplify everything Pochettino is about, about sticking by players, um, putting his arm around them and just installing that belief in them. And, and that's what complete that performance was yesterday. I think we, we knew we weren't going to see much of the ball. We didn't play particularly well, but we believed and, and, and we lost key players, And we, but we believed that we could get through. And I think that that's what saw us through in the end and fantastic. Dustin, yeah. thank you very much for the call. Cheers, uh, hopefully, hopefully the missus now is a Spurs fan as well. So you've got, <laughs> you've got hopefully another, another fan and another listener to the show. Dustin, really appreciate the call. Enjoy. You seem to enjoy, obviously, what was a superb night uh, for your team. Okay, let's go back over to the phone lines. That number, once again, by the way, 0208 70 20 558. Glenn uh, is on the phone. Glenn, uh, what, your, your thoughts on last night, please. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for having me on, boys. Just want to say, great show. Keep up the good work. Thank great you. work on the podcast as well, guys. Really appreciate it every week. It's a great listen. Great listen. Um, I just want to say how proud I am of the boys and the team and our football club, really, to be honest. I mean, it's just, it was a professional job. I know it was under the cosh for quite a lot of it. But I thought it was just a professional job that we carried out, to be fair. And it just shows how important that, that game was last week at the stadium um, of not conceding a goal. So that Hugo penalty mm. save, I think, was just massive last week. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I think I think everybody has contributed towards the uh, the tie overall, and um, I think the, the you know the, the whole stadium thing, you know, moving into the brand new stadium and having Champions League football there rather than Wembley, I think has given us a huge boost. And uh, you know, to keep the the cl clean sheet last week and have that uh, you know penalty saved by Hugo Lloris was just huge, huge to go um, to the Etihad Stadium, you know, with them not scoring an away goal. Mm. Glenn, I know that. That Poch has said, you know, the whole team were heroes. But if there was anyone to, to, to kind of pick out, if it's at all possible, who was who was your hero? Who was your star man last night? 
obviously it's got to be Sonny, mate, at the end of the day. I mean, obviously, you know what you're going to get from him, to be fair. And he was a star in the first in the first leg as well. And he's always stepped up to the plate. It's amazing how different we play when Kane's not there as well. Again, we saw it before Kane come back from his injury and whatnot, stuff like that. Um, but it's hard, really. I mean, the whole team come together as a collective. There were times we was, we was under the cosh, like I said, for quite a bit. And uh, it's just that raw emotion at the end that I love from our club. It's just... It's just superb, mate. I'm just, mm. I'm over the moon. The five, the last five minutes, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I had to, I had to go elsewhere. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And then it, I was listening on the radio outside uh, in my house, and um, uh, the missus come running out and told us it had been disallowed. <laughs> and it's just those highs and lows, mate. To be fair, it's just, it's called, I think it's called being a Spurs fan. I don't want to yeah. use the S word, but it's called being a Spurs fan, mate. I think. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna lose, use any of those words that are often thrown at, at uh, Spurs fans. But, but, but was there a genuine yeah. thought that you think, oh? Here we go again. Was there genuine? Did you think you know you're gonna you're gonna do yeah. what people say you do? Definitely. Um, you know you're going away to one of the best teams in Europe, if not the world. There's no, there's no let's not let's not pull no punches about it. They're they're an absolute fantastic outfit. They've got players all over the pitch. But I think when we played them at Wembley earlier in the season, we could have done them as well in the second half. To be fair, so I wasn't nervous. Years gone by, you'd write it off. We wouldn't even be in that stage. Years gone by. To be fair, and that I mean the confidence that Poch has got there instilled in his players. They want to play for him. No one left in the last transfer window. I know obviously no one come in. We're not going to talk about that. But no one left. And that's, that's a testament to the club, to the manager, to the coach. These boys want to play for him. They'll put everything on the line. They couldn't have done much more yesterday. I know some of our defensive defensive areas were a bit questionable. But, you know, you, you're under that pressure. It was a bit of an atmosphere last night. Chris will obviously know a lot better being there before the game. They had all their flags out and all that. So we was always going to be under pressure. But I thought they just pulled together. It was a collective unit. As Poch likes to say, it's a collective a collective thing and I just um, uh, I had to watch the highlights again just to make sure I weren't dreaming <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, everyone's done that today Glenn. I didn't, didn't want to wake up mate so no, I just want to say it was just a great performance mm. I'm proud of the boys and let's finish that season off strong and get that top four and push on and see how we go against Ajax yeah 100% Glenn thanks for the call mate uh, Jason um, usually in the studio from the last word on Spurs on the phone now as well Jason thanks for the call mate how are you doing yeah, not too bad, mate. It was a relatively straightforward win, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. it was just easy, <laughs> easy, serene progress, and on to the next round. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what all the fuss is about. That's I it. know, I know, I know. It's just, Jason, in your years supporting Spurs, where does that rank for you? Well, it's definitely the first time we've ever been at that stage, isn't it? I mean, I was, I wasn't born when it last happened, so uh, no, it was just a, just an amazing night. And the one thing that that annoyed me about it was, was everyone calling us lucky, and I'm thinking. We scored a perfectly good goal that was given, and they had a clearly offside goal that wasn't given, and everyone seems to think that's that Spurs being lucky. I, mm. I, I don't understand that. You know, all the, all the talk of, oh, you wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for VAR, and people forget that Manchester City got a penalty through VAR at Tottenham. It's, it's the fact that we took our moments, and they didn't, and that, that's the difference with it. But no, it's a, it's a stunning, stunning. I don't think anyone thought we could go to Manchester City and score three. So I think most of us probably thought if we go through away goals, 2-1 maybe, 3-2 possibly. But I don't think anyone could have seen seen a 4-3 game. And to be at 2-2 after 11 minutes, I, I can't ever remember seeing a game where, where it was 2-2 after 11 minutes. An astonishing night, that's for sure. Were you all for VAR before this time? And if not, has, has it changed at all? Because I bet a few Spurs fans' mind on, on the whole thing's changed. In general, I have been because I just, you know, you will always get controversial moments in, in games where it's down to interpretation. But so many games are 
have, have you know, we've lost to, to Chelsea in a semi-final with a ball not crossing the line and things like that. And so I think when, when that happens in football, you can understand it. I, I still don't think we uh, it's perhaps being, being used in the right way. But in a World Cup, I think you saw the benefits of it. And players are cute. They'll, 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 they'll get to use VAR to their benefit and things like that. But... Mm. You know, it worked for us last night, and and that's all that matters. And but you know, as I say, the two incidents that VAR decided were the were the right decisions. In that case, you know, I don't see how that's that Spurs being lucky through it. Yeah. So the, the you know, we, last week last week we discussed it, didn't we? The Danny Rose penalty, and you know, we came to the conclusion it probably was a penalty, but that was only given as a penalty because of VAR. And as I say, you know, people have to remember that it it worked against us last week. It's worked for us this week. Hmm. The, the the Lorente goal though. It was a, a contentious one. They did need a, a long time to, to decide and come to a decision. Now, I am of the belief that it was completely right to allow that goal. But we have seen other times with VAR when it has struck a hand, regardless of where the arm is and how close it is, where that has been ruled out. So was there a part of you when you're watching those replays thinking this one's going to get disallowed? Not, not, not particularly. I think there's one angle where it looks... It looks it looks bad for us, but from the vast majority of angles, I think you could see yes, he's he's brushed his arm, but he hasn't actually controlled the ball down with his arm. He hasn't punched it in with his arm or anything like that. It's it's brushed his arm, but I think once you could see it, a ball had actually gone in off his hip. I, I was astonished then if if they'd have disallowed that goal. And uh, you know the fact the referee, I think it's always one of those then is had had the referee disallowed it, he probably wouldn't have overturned the disallow. But having given the goal, the referee on the pitch himself, he was never going to overturn it the other way. So, you know, I think it was one of those decisions that he was always going to stick to his initial decision on on what was available. And mm. fortunately for us, he, he gave it and saw it as a perfectly good goal. And just one more, Jace, before we let you go, mate. Sean Min-Sun picking up the yellow Kane's injury. I mean, we, we've got to talk about it. It's, 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 it's a blow, isn't it, heading into the Champions League semi-final? Yeah, it's a blow, but every time we've lost Kane, we've been told it's a blow and we go and win, and, and it just means Lucas Moore will play that, that useless lamppost that everyone calls him. He's <laughs> what, eight goals and five assists. And yeah. Once again, it's not pretty on the eye, but it's it's another valuable goal. And I, I, you know, I'm actually quite pleased if Sonny's going to miss a leg. It's the home one, because I think he'll, he'll have been of more use on the away leg, where, again, we can try and play on the break and... Uh, You've just got to welcome it, haven't you? you? You can't think of who's missing it. You've got to think it's a Champions League semi-final and and, and just embrace it and think, right, it's, it's the you know our first one since 1962. Let's just go hell for leather and, and give it everything we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, mate. Hopefully you see you very soon. All right, mate. Yeah, welcome back. Let's head back to the phone lines then. Uh, 0208 725 is the number. Uh, Suel knows it. He's called in. Um, so, your thoughts on last night. Biggest night, most exciting night in your time of supporting Tottenham Hotspur? Most definitely, most definitely. I mean, I first um, went to White Hart Lane in um, the season when Klinsman scored against Sheffield Wednesday. It was my first ever game. And um, yesterday, it topped everything up, all the highs and lows, uh, especially the lows of 90s, having Ian Walker in goal and uh, whatnot and everything. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I just, I was so relieved, so joyous. I, I did, I did up work throughout the night. And I couldn't get to sleep about three <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. I'm back at work again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, but worth yeah. it, worth it, I'm sure. Just that adrenaline taking you It is worth it. I, I just called in to say, you know, um, bravo to Llorente and Hugo Lloris. I mean, the critics on their back uh, this season have been unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, 
to see the lack of faith in our manager from our supporters is 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 staggering to be honest. So I don't know what you guys make of it. It's funny know. actually, yeah. We we obviously scored the three away goals, but Hugo Lloris was uh, mm. you know top class again yesterday, yeah. and he made made some great saves. I mean, that save from uh, De Bruyne, yeah, De Bruyne yes. that was arrowing the top yeah. corner. Very, very important, yeah. and uh, and of course he's had criticism as well. A lot, a lot of Tottenham players have had criticism th- this season, but in the Champions League, we we seem to step up. And you know, as I said earlier, who would have thought? You know, semi-finals, you know, against Ajax now, and well, <laughs> now, in my wildest dream, to be honest ah. with you, especially with, with, the, with the City squad and we got depleted squad. I mean, the bench was made up of what three defenders, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, when you when you look at it, it's, it's it's an amazing, amazing job. What really gets me is that is that after all the all the magic Pochettino has conjured up throughout the last five seasons, he still gets criticism in in his team selection. I mean, lack of faith. We as a support base, it's 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 unbelievable to be honest. Well, it's I'm sure the guy deserves general, a bit it? more. It's just it's just the way football fans are, aren't they? I mean, the Spurs fans are no different than, than any other. You, you're always kind of you just want the best for your side, don't you? And you've all, and everyone's got an opinion on football. They, but they really do. But no, no, it's, 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 I, I understand everyone's got an opinion on football, but there's opinion and there's outright criticism. I mean, the manager, like Jace always say, the manager sees these players every day on training pitches, yeah. see how they are physically and mentally, and he selects them based on that. You mm. know, at least we, we, he has that right to be, you know, selecting the team without being criticized. Mm. He did mention a couple of times, didn't it? Too many people outside knows too 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 much about his team selection, <laughs> isn't it? So yeah. Do you know, yeah. I think there were three. I just want to get 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 your guys thoughts on um, David Neres uh, from uh, from Ajax replacing Eric Lamella. I mean, Lamella's uh, injury prone is like another hand to him, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think you're spot on there. I think um, going back to the original point, I think there are three players that um, really stood out for me across the tie. I think Loris. Lorente obviously got the winning goal in the end, and, and Sissoko is crucial. Yeah. Um, and I think Sissoko, that those, I mean, those players have been um, how much criticism they've had on them, and yeah. to come through. And I think it just shows that we've got to stick by these the players. Um, and I think that they, uh, yeah. I mean, Pochettino believes in them, and now it's our t- turn to really start believing in these players. But um, on your point on David Neres, I think uh, he would be just brilliant. I think Lamella is mm. a real shame. It's it's just doesn't seem to have worked out with him obviously picked up another injury in the warm-up so that that's really disappointing yeah. to see I mean I'm sure we all want to see him succeed at Spurs but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen but I think you make a great point with David Neres um he's certainly going to be one to watch out for in the next round but um yeah a guy that I definitely like Spurs to be looking at in the summer mm. top stuff so I really appreciate the call mate I uh, hope you manage to get Thank through that night much. shift and catch up on that sleep tomorrow um, brilliant stuff from, from Suel. I imagine a, lo- a lot of people in similar situations last night just completely unable to, to sleep. Um, the, the scenes that we saw afterwards with regards, not necessarily Chris in the stands, but I'm sure you've seen videos afterwards within the dressing room mm. you know, and just seeing Pochettino yeah. uh, as well. I mean, it, it, it goes without saying, but it's hairs on the back of the neck stuff, isn't it? Just seeing just how much it means to everyone. It makes you feel extremely proud to be a Tottenham fan. And when you see the the squad being like that with one another and the just the, t- the togetherness and everything about it yeah. and Pochettino being like that, the, the, yeah. the, the passion, the passion that come through last night with yeah. every player getting that change in them and uh, it, was, it was incredible scenes, mm. it really was. It was, it was amazing to watch and 
made made me feel extremely proud of my football club. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing that really hurt me the most when they scored that goal that we thought had won it was seeing Pochettino just think, oh, it's happened again. Mm. And it was just, that was devastating to see because you want to see him do so well because, you know, he's been absolutely sensational for us and just want to see him win a trophy. And um, I think that, you know, it was gutting to see him look like that. But uh, And then the, the passion at the end was just absolutely brilliant to see. And, it, and, and it's great to see that as well because... When the media talk about all of these players leaving, yeah. Christian Eriksen's leaving, Toby's leaving, blah, blah, blah. When you see the passion of those players yeah. last night, I, I look at it and think, you, you're leaving, are you? Because <laughs> it just didn't look it to me. No. But Potts was just saying quite a lot in... Well, again, you talk about the media and things they've said about your players. They, they've said things at Pochettino in regards to needing to win a trophy. Mm. Now, the margins in football... Are just so 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 fine as last night demonstrated that goal. Yeah. You know, everyone will be sat here saying Spurs bottled it, or or, or you know, Guardiola's going to go on and, and win the quadruple. Now it's oh, why can't Guardiola get past the, the semi-final stage of mm. the Champions League? Mm. And now everyone's saying, well, Pochettino's completely vindicated in the way that he's perhaps approached some of the other cup competitions. But how important is last night's result with regards to Spurs pushing on to the next level? Huge. Yeah, it's huge because like it's a we, mental thing. We we. We as fans, we all want trophies, and uh, I've been saying for the last few years, I just wish Pochettino would win an FA Cup or a League Cup. Mm. When you have nights like um, at the Camp Nou, you know, we, we went through, um, you had nights a few weeks ago at Dortmund, night last night, these are like cup finals, yeah. and, and mm. they are special moments, and the, the, like moments last night I will never ever forget in my life, and, and they would be up there. Um, so... You know, who wants an FA Cup or a League Cup? And I can't believe I'm actually saying that. <laughs> who, who wants them when you've got yeah. nights like <laughs> yeah. last night yeah. and when you've got top, top football? And we are now in, you know, the semi-finals, the last four of, of the Champions League. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it, it is an incredible feeling. And, and I, I feel very, very confident um, in, in us reaching the final. I really do. Yeah. I think it's just amazing thinking the players that we didn't have last night. You know, Harry Winks has been so crucial yeah. for us. Harry Kane, I mean, do I need to say a bit about him? Obviously, we lost Musa Sissoko during the game. So to be missing those sort of players, yeah. um, of course, we've, we, we've other injuries over the course of the whole season. Wembley, no transfers. So how you can question what Pochettino is doing and and how good he is as a manager, it's just ridiculous because he's now reached the Champions League semi-final with such constraints. So I think that that's, that's just absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think another point is, um, I think if you look at the teams that win those FA Cups and um, and well, League Cups now, um, they're all you know, it's fully established clubs. It's always Manchester City, it's always Chelsea. And I think that that's... That's going to come over time, and I think that we've just got to be patient with the, with those sort of competitions. I think that they'll come. Um, obviously, we can see that we're definitely heading in that direction of becoming a, a very big club with the stadium now reaching a semi-final. So I think we've just got to be patient with those sort of competitions because I think that we're going to start adding to our squad over time as more money comes in, and I think that that will give us a better chance to go stronger in those competitions. I think the teams that we've seen put out, um, especially the team against Palace, just wasn't strong enough, but I think that it's you know it's a, it's a case of being patient, and I think that those sort of trophies will come, and we'll keep having European nights. We won't have to choose. But which one but we look want. at it for the future. You yeah. know when when Euro top European players see yeah. our stadium, and they see now that we are reaching semi-finals of the Champions well, League, they they're going to want to play for us. Well, yeah, there's like Eden Hazard, didn't he? Chose Chelsea over us, and you know maybe you'd now start to question if if he had that choice now. Yeah. 
which <coughs> who would he choose? Because I think that to, to have seen us do what we did and, and be part of that, it's just massive. And, and the stadium as well, it's just, when you go there, I mean, it's absolutely sensational. And I'm sure any player is going to want to yeah. be a part of that. No, I agree. I say as, as big and as, as important as that win was last night, I do think it represents so much more. Uh, more calls uh, in just a few moments here on the Spurs Fan Show. Okay, uh, Mark's on the phone now. Mark, thank you very much indeed for calling into the Spurs Fan Show here this evening on Love Sport Radio. What is it you want to say, mate? What a night, <laughs> boys! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, Mark, uh, have you been like that all day? <laughs> have, have you managed? Have you managed to string a sentence together other than just saying, <laughs> "Oh my god"? Oh, listen, listen, mate. Listen, every, every few minutes, I get a flashback from last night. Mind <laughs> 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 in the dungeon, playing my Mark, where where were you when this was all happening last night? And talk us through exactly what what happened. Listen, I was in the living room (laughs) on the couch watching it with with my hands over my eyes. I didn't know what to do. One minute I was doing a jig, next minute I was on the floor screaming. (laughs) I thought I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. (laughs) Then we got the goal. The best feeling ever Mm. to see us Tottenham. Yeah, in the semi-finals of the Champions League. Yeah, we ain't got no players. We, we, I mean, we've got the team from last year, and we're doing it. We're doing it this year. Come on, boys! This is just amazing, miracle stuff. It's like it's like Leicester winning the Premier League, but we're going to win the Champions League. That's <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, well, okay then. So, what you you think? I mean, I know what, what you're going to say here, but you generally think you can go on and win this. You know, if you've got we Barcelona in the final, you, you saying you can go beat Barcelona in the Champions League final? Bar- look at what we, we played Barcelona, and we went to their home ground, and we and we and we turned up. Yeah, we went, we went there and we turned up at Barcelona when we played them. So we can still go, go anywhere and turn up and play a game of football. We're not scared of going away and playing football. We can turn up and win this thing. Mm. I mean, we just have to believe it. Pochettino believes it. I'm believing him now. You know what I mean? <laughs> did you Did you not before? Listen, I I, had, I, listen, I love Pochettino. He's a great manager. And like you said, like, like, like Chris is saying as well, you know, I mean, he needs to win something. But, you know what I mean, he, he's doing something for the club. And I mean, I, I really think he's really, he wants to do something amazing and then leave a legacy for Tottenham. And he's probably got a new stadium there. You know I mean, everything is just in place for us to do greatness. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, well, we'll see. Mark, if, if you, I, I presume, I get the impression you're still on the floor from that same <laughs> <laughs> moment from last night. Thank you for the call. Come on, get off the floor and go, go get yourself some dinner. Come and listen to the show. Cheers. Tom Dan, that was Mark. Absolute, absolute legend. Cheers, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Look, look, can't blame him. It's exactly where I would have been. (laughs) Hiding, hiding, just unable to watch it. We've all been there as football fans. Well, do you know, the first thing I did when I woke up this morning was check my phone um, (laughs) to to make sure I wasn't dreaming last night. Mm. I know that sounds really stupid and pathetic, but I I thought... Did that really happen? And yeah. you know, you have to just check it and yeah. you think, mm. yeah, okay, okay, it did, it did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just uh, uh, totally <laughs> unbelievable. And, and, and watching the highlights again and, and living it all back, it's just the emotions yeah. keep on coming back and you just want to keep this feeling forever. And um, certainly going to make the Ajax game very interesting. Mm. Now, I know that the emotion is still so raw and so fresh, but how, I- in, in comparison to other Champions League games, I, I had a little think, think is this the, the biggest or most exciting? And I think obviously the Manchester United win against uh, against Bayern Munich with the two goals in injury time, mm. and then also Liverpool Istanbul. Yeah. 
but there were th- those also were Champions League finals. So f- for the magnitude of that, I think that you can separate those two. But other than that, I can't think of anything like this on no. this kind of level. I really can't. No, and, it, and if you think about it, Tottenham just keep being written off. And the more people write Tottenham off, the more they come back and get the result. You know, nobody expected um, Tottenham to get no. a result there yesterday. You know, I know we didn't win the actual game last night, but obviously went through on away goals. But um, the bookies wrote us off, the media wrote us off, um, other fans wrote us off. Um, Man, Man City fans were being very cocky about it. So, you know, and, e- and even if, if we were to admit it, a lot of our own fans thought, yeah. oh my God, we're going to be sitting behind the sofa, we're going to have pillows over our faces, and mm. even Mark there's on the floor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're all nervous. But on yeah. the floor. Um, I suppose I was a little bit cocky, and I thought that we'd get the result because I actually booked the, um, you know, whilst going up to Manchester yeah. um, on the way to the game, I thought, I'm booking Amsterdam, and I did, and okay. I booked the flight. So, Chris. What if you didn't win? What would you have done? You just gone to Amsterdam anyway. And then I wouldn't have told anyone about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now, but but now I feel that confident that um, today I've even been looking at flights to Madrid for, say, for, for the final because Madrid already. Yeah. <laughs> why, why not? I think we've got to start dreaming now um, and put that into reality because um, we've been written off so many times. You know, no one thought we'd get the the draw mm. at Barcelona that night uh, when we played uh, Dortmund. Yeah. Um, that you know they were sitting on the top of, uh, of the Bundesliga. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, the, the results just keep coming now. And Manchester yeah. City, who thought we would get that result? And so many different ways as well. I think that we've, we've had performances where we've dominated the mm. game and we've had to sit back. And last night, kind of, you know, we were totally, I think it was totally all Man City. I think Man City were, you know, they, they played well and they certainly had chances. But I think it just shows that we've kind of withstood everything. And it, you just wonder, you know, what it's going to take to really break this team. And um, that's, what, that's what struck me the most about last night is that, you know, it really felt as though we didn't have much chance, but somehow we've mm. come through the other side. Uh, uh, Bullers is on the phone. Bullers, good evening. Yeah, how you doing, right, guys? Yeah, we're, all, we're all very well, as yeah. I'm sure you can, can really imagine. Good, I'm sure you. sure you are uh, as well. What's the big thing that kind of jumped out from well, last yeah, night, the big emotion? It's a funny story, actually, because I, I, I live in Indonesia, and so the game kicks off at 2 a.m. my time. And, um, yeah, I was watching it online, and uh, typical uh, of Indonesia, I mean, the public services and whatnot a little bit flaky and the internet went down <laughs> with 10 minutes for the game to oh go. Man. So <laughs> I, I was eagerly running around the house and um, yeah, got one of the, um, the the iPads up. But yeah, by the time I actually put a, yeah, slip that onto a SIM card because it was all connected to the Wi-Fi, I had to get a SIM card out of my phone, stick that in the iPad, <laughs> God knows what happened. And then, um, and then it was like I'd missed the actual end of the game. So I was sort of shaking, I was thinking, blimey, what's going on? And um, and yeah, finally, finally got it back up on an app, and um, yeah, we'd only been, we'd only been on one. Couldn't believe it. It's, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm astounded. So um, yeah, I think I'm, I might have to be looking at flights from Amsterdam. Uh, I, I was going <laughs> to say, uh, all, all the way from Indonesia, is, is is that viable? Can you make that happen? Yeah, I mean, I sell I sell that to you on business reasonably regularly. So um, and as I say, what I'll probably try and do is, um, yeah, uh, well, I shouldn't say this on radio, but yeah, we try and expense it. And you, are you as confident as Chris is having a tentative little look at a, a flight to Madrid as well? Why not, seeing as you're there? Well, as I, yeah, Madrid, as I said, I, uh, I, I don't know if I'll do both, but um, you know, I, I quite fancy the, the, the weekend away in Amsterdam, or the week away in Amsterdam. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, as I said, the confidence is there. We can get through this high uh, or we can get through a 90 minutes. You know, over 90 minutes, we can beat anybody. Um, I'd much prefer to get Barca in the final. Um, than anybody else, but um, I don't know what everybody else is thinking. 
but um, I think over 90 minutes, yeah, we did we could easily put them to the sword. Yeah, go on then, chaps. Who would you rather? It, you know, I know we shouldn't do this. Look beyond Ajax for oh, a second, no. and I know you shouldn't. But who would you rather, Liverpool or Barcelona? I'm going to say Barcelona because I'm not sure. I genuinely don't think I could actually last 90 minutes in the Champions League final against Liverpool because I've got a lot of Liverpool mates and they are all incredibly annoying and I would never ever hear the end of it. Um, so I'm actually going to say Barcelona. Yeah, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go along with that. And I'm, 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 I'm a great believer as well that you've got to be, you've got to play the best teams to win the best competition. So, you know, we've, we've done it before and we, we should do it again. Fullers, cheers for the call, mate. Really appreciate it. Shubin is on the line. Shubin, good evening. You are, I presume, like everyone else, still on cloud nine. I am on cloud nine, but as um, Jay Dorch said, one game at a time, have one result, you move on to the next. And so I was going to ask about the game on Saturday. Um, given that, you know, you're quite depleted, and obviously the game of Brighton might be a bit more winnable, should we marshal our resources? And not say throw this game, but it's just just case of resource planning, really. Mm. Allocate our resources to the more winnable game and to the less winnable game. And if it happens to put the kibosh on Liverpool's title title plans, <laughs> that's, that, that's just a bonus. Subin, I think you're I think you're right there. I think if you look at the fixtures, um, maybe it is right to prioritise. We've we've got a slight gap now between ourselves and Manchester United and and Chelsea, um, who, have, who have played a game extra. So. Perhaps it is about prioritising. We know that, that this Man City game it is kind of a, a free hit in a way. Um, obviously, the only issue is, you look at our options, we are now very, very limited. I mean, I, I tried to predict the team um, for Saturday and I've, I'm playing the likes of Skip in there. Um, so I think we are down to the bare bones. But Schumer, I think you do make a great point there that um, that maybe Pochettino should be having a look at, um, at prioritising that Brighton game, which is more winnable of the two. Chris, how do you look at it? I, I disagree with both of you. I really do. I think that every point uh, matters. Obviously, we know how important the Champions League is and we need every point we can get to get in next season's Champions League. Mm. We've got other teams around us um, right on our heels and uh, we need every point. And even Pochettino said in a press conference the other day it could go down to, to goal difference. So even if we were to get a draw on Saturday, I can't... I'll be honest, I can't see us winning the game. No. Um, but if we got a draw, I think it would be a very, very good point. I just think realistically with our options and, and, and kind of how the squad's falling apart just a bit with injuries, I think that maybe you've got to be sensible sometimes and, and look at certain fixtures and think, I don't think we're going to get mm. a point here. Um, Man City, obviously, they're full, full strength side, so they're going to be... It's going to be almost impossible to get a result there. So They'll be gutted from last exactly. night's result. They're, so they're going to want that Premier League more than ever. Yeah. But, but Chris, just picking up on something you said, you think you wouldn't, you're not confident on winning on Saturday. So why were we so confident last night? It's the um, same team, same it, place. It, it, it's funny. Why um, are we so different? Tottenham in the Premier League this season, uh, it's, been, it's been a weird season for us. It's been so up and down. You know, We've lost quite a few games. I think we lost 10, 10 matches yeah, in the Premier League. Yeah. And um, it seems when we, when we're in Champions League, um, certainly in this year, the, you know, 2019, we we really upped our game. But in the Premier League, it's very very different. And Jamie has, has just pointed out that you know we, the injuries, uh, the injury crisis that we've had this season has been, you know, really really bad. And of course now we've got a few more. Um, but it's all about players coming in, rotating the squad, and players actually grabbing the opportunity when, when they can get it. We saw that with Lucas Mora last weekend, scored a hat-trick. Um, so hopefully he can come in and uh, he can he can grab a goal at the Etihad. 
a couple of incidents from the game itself. Uh, that we've just been talking about the pure emotion, haven't we, in the competition. Mm. The things that, that I've picked up, um, I'm going to start with Trippy, and I don't do it on purpose, just as the top of my list. He has been somewhat of a, of a scapegoat at times this yeah. season. He has come in for criticism. Uh, watching the game again, watching the highlights and dissecting the goals and, uh, and thinking uh, who could have done better. The first goal, I think he should do a lot better. Mm. And also the third goal. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know we, we are, and we are purely focusing on the fact that you are through. That is the most important thing. But is it is it frustrating that Kieran Trippier, a player that has been criticised, Again, last night was at fault for goals. It, it, it's frustrating, but um, there would be it would be more frustrating if we didn't go through. Um, I think a lot of fans tend to just brush it over mm. when when you've actually gone through of or you've course. won a game. But I think it is important to still to pick these things up. Um, but yeah. it, it is certainly an area where Pochettino will need to to look to improve. Um, either you know we, we we've seen what he's done with players like Sissoko. So unless he he works on Kieran Trippier, you know, throughout mm. the summer and he comes out next season, he's he's fantastic again because yeah. he, he he was great in the World Cup. I think the one thing he's got to do is if he's going to stick with the two fullbacks, he's got to choose a number one option because I've always said I think that the fullbacks he loves to rotate a lot, yeah. and, that, and that's tough for players because then you know they they know when they don't know when they're playing, they're not getting that consistency which yeah. which so many players thrive off. Um, and that's what I'd like to see. If he if he doesn't want to strengthen it right back, that he makes sure he picks either Kieran Trippier as his number one or Serge Aurier. I agree. I agree, definitely. With, with a defence, a goalkeeper and a defence are very, very important mm. to your team. I know you can rotate midfielders and strikers, but um, you're right, a, a, a defence should always be the same, in mm. my opinion. Yeah. Do, do you think, though, it will be a position he goes and strengthens, or do you think he does have belief that he can do a Sissoko with Trippier and, and regain and re and refine that best form. Because as you mentioned, we do know there's a player there. You know, he, he just feels like he's he's desperately out of form it, and the confidence just isn't there at the moment. But Pochettino is not stupid or naive for these no. situations. He will he will know. You know, if if fans see it, if the media see it, he, he certainly does see it and he sees it every day. Yeah. Mm. So um, he will know exactly where he will need to strengthen. I just hope that we get um, the money to spend in the summer. I hope that we do get uh, a few additions. Um, I've said on this show many times, I, I, I don't think that they will be uh, superstar signings that mm. some people might be expecting, but there will certainly be players, you know, good quality players that he can work with and develop like he's done with a lot of players in, in the past. For me, I actually think it'll be Serge Aurier that he'll, he'll go with. I think that there's a lot, uh, a lot more potential in Serge Aurier um, that, than he's shown. I think certainly in some of the Champions League games, I actually think he's been very good for Spurs. Mm. And as I said, I think it's about finding that consistency um, in his play, but I think Serge Aurier has shown many promising signs. For me, I don't think Kieran Trippier is as good as, as people think. I think that if you look at the World Cup and, and certain players before, they've always had fantastic World Cups and then they come back and they're not quite the same player. I don't think Kieran Trippier is good enough and, and ever will be good enough, but I think that maybe for me, Serge Aurier would be the guy that he should try and stick by. Mm. Mm. Okay, uh, another one, Hugo Lloris. I feel like I am probably being a little bit harsh here because he did play well. He did, um, but the Sergio Aguero goal is is near post. Any any criticism there at all? I, c I can't criticize. No, you always criticize no. a goalkeeper. You've got to look no, at it. Haven't I, you? If I, it's I, at the near I, post, I, I'm not over the two over those two mm. legs. I'm not going to criticize no. Hugo Lloris at all because I think that um, he is an exceptional goalkeeper. He's our he's our captain. He's our leader. And uh, he made some fantastic saves in both games. Mm. So if you look at it overall, um, top man. Yeah, I think he just him celebrating with uh, Laurie, uh, with sorry, with uh, Pochettino was just 
shows you how highly uh, Pochettino values him as a member of the squad. Um, I've got to be careful because Jason's certainly going to be on watching on me uh, on Loris because I've said many <laughs> bad things about him in the past. Yeah, it's difficult because he does he does he'll have those sort of games where he plays like he does against Liverpool, um, and then maybe he'll have those sort of games where he like against had against Dortmund. So it, it's difficult, but to be honest, I think he was really really crucial over the two legs and certainly that penalty save. Um, and stop it denying them that that away goal was uh, was yeah. probably for me the biggest moment of the tie. That is, I'm going to say he's a, he's had a mixed season as well, hasn't he? We have yeah. again, and that's that's why it's important uh, to bring it up. You can't, yeah. You know, if 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 something goes wrong within a game and you're performing and you have aspirations to win these competitions, then you've got to ask the question. Well, this is where Mauricio Pochettino's got a decision: Does he want to stick by a keeper where he you know he's got a mistake in him, or does he want to go and sign a keeper where he knows he's going to get a bit more reliability from? Um, for me, I don't see him changing the keeper. As we said, I think that you you see the way that he he treats Loris and the way he's stuck by him. Obviously, he had that difficult incident at the start of the season with the mm. drink driving incident. And the way he's stuck by him, so I think he will do that. But um, I do think that he has a has a big choice ahead of him in the summer of whether to it have a place. He's a World Cup winner. Ev- every player <laughs> yeah, in the go. team trusts him. You know, he's a superb goalkeeper, and he's a leader. And and his relationship with Pochettino, as you said, is yeah. is is brilliant. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> last one I'm going to pick out for criticism, which I know you'll defend, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's your prerogative, and rightly so. By his own admission, when he was speaking after the game, Christian Eriksen said he was literally the luckiest man in the world. Oh my goodness yes. me. <laughs> I mean, that back pass, I think everyone had the same reaction <laughs> of what on earth yeah. are you doing? Um, I, I've, I've kind of always said that maybe get him out the door and get him some big funds to maybe go and strengthen the team, but... Um, it's odd with him at the moment. Whether um, whether it's co- I think it's confidence that he's la- lacking at the moment because he's just not making those same sort of passes and he, he, every sing- every pass that he seems to make just seems to go astray and he's not really been the same player. It's, it's been very disappointing. I don't know whether partly his head's been uh, turned by a move um, elsewhere to Real Madrid, but quite interesting today there were some reports in Spain coming out that, that there's still there might be quite a good chance that he might end up signing a new contract, but. Um, yeah, I don't know what you think, Chris. I think he'll sign a new contract. Yeah. I, I don't want Christian Eriksen to leave. I know you keep selling him every <laughs> week on the show. <laughs> um, no, de- definitely not. I think he, I think Eriksen's a top-class player. And uh, as I said before, yeah. I think that for Tottenham to, to move on and, and progress, mm. you need players like Eriksen in the team. You really, really do. Mm. Is, he, is he Real Madrid quality, though? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the, the players that have been linked. I mean, we're not going to do... It's kind of transfer rumours per se, but you know, Eden Hazard's been linked as well. I mean, surely they're not going to sign both of them, are they? Well, th- I think this is where we might be safe. Yeah, because that's, Bar- that's what Bar- it feels Bar- like. Yeah. We, we, d- yeah. All the noises we hear is that Hazard t- yeah. Real Madrid's a done deal. But all I keep hearing is that Christian Eriksen's been linked with Real Madrid as well. Well, surely they're not going to sign but both. But this is really frustrating for us Tottenham fans as well because Pochettino was going to Man United <laughs> earlier this season. Harry yeah. Kane was going here, there and everywhere. You know, every player... Whenever they're playing well for us, I know Ericsson's had his problems over the last few months, but um, whenever a player is playing well for Tottenham, then you know the media are selling them off, mm, and, yeah. and it's very, very frustrating for us because. But I, that is standard. I don't think that Spurs fans get or Spurs as a football club get a rough deal. I think it's the same as any football club that people are selling Callum Wilson to West Ham, you know. But people Jamie aren't Madison selling. To people to aren't Spurs. selling Paul Aguero, Pogba are they, or, 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 or players like that? But the likes of Paul Pogba, constantly every single week, he's in some link with with someone. Same w- with Romelu Lukaku. Same with Marcus Rashford in the paper this week. You know, if you're a Bournemouth fan, if you're a Leicester fan, if you're playing well, 
you get linked with those big clubs. It's not s- people saying, yeah. you know, we're going to link these Spurs players. And, and same with Pochettino. There was nef- not necessarily inside knowledge, but he was the top man, and there was no doubt whatsoever that Man United wanted him. So it's right to run that story. Yeah, but but in our opinion, why, why on earth would Pochettino want to move to Man United? Yeah, but that's your opinion. The, the, if Manchester United were interested in Pochettino, mm. so that's a, that's a story. They've got to get. They've got to do that story. They can't say, "Well, the Spurs fans don't think he'll go, so we can't run the yeah, story." Yeah, but it, w- it was constant. Even even yeah. when even when Simon Felstein, the press officer, said that's enough. Now it was just <laughs> constant, all e- every day. It, 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 you know, every Tottenham fan got sick of it. Mm. That's what you get for being successful. Being a good, you just got to get used to it. Got to get used to it, chaps. Before we m- we move on and take some more of them, chaps, we'll have a little chat about VAR because it was huge. It, without it, we would have been sat here with a completely yeah. different mood. What was your thoughts on VAR before before yesterday? Have you been unsure and now are you 100% sold on it? I think with VAR, in my opinion, I, I go to every Tottenham game home and away. Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, it's very Strange. frustrating when, when, when you're actually in the stadium mm. and you're not knowing what's happening. Yeah. But um, I, I think a lot of the time people don't know whether VAR is in play or not. So I think you've either got to bring it in yeah. and, and have it in every game or don't do it at all. But mm. I think that... Um, I'm a fan of VIR, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. I think, look, uh, some, pe- some will say it eliminates the drama, but did it eliminate it the drama yesterday? I think it made it if more Bring more it on. Exciting. Bring on the drama exactly. on, yeah. yeah. True, though, cause exactly. I've, I've seen people tweeting that, saying you know, the, the raw emotion of someone celebrating in the stands and that's taken away. It's like, they, yeah. yeah, but it, it just brings a different element yeah. to, to the game, doesn't that, it? Yeah, it doesn't, that, doesn't yeah. take anything away. Well, it may take something away, but it certainly adds something at the same time. I think it's uh, you look at last night and and the decisions. I I do think it does give it still gives a very exciting element to it. I mean, I would say for people in the stadium, it's very difficult because you know y- you're celebrating madly, but in the yeah. back of your mind, you do have that: is it going to get ruled off for uh, for offside or an infringement? Yeah. Um. So in that respect, it's tough. But I do think I still think that there is that exciting element about it because. As we said, you know that that moment last night when I heard they were going to VAR and then they rule it out, mm. that was probably the best moment I will have as a Spurs fan if we go if we don't get knocked out. Two VAR decisions though in the same yeah. game, mm. it goes our way. It's yeah. just that's well, never going to happen again. Na- it doesn't happen to Spurs, does no, it? I no, think that's the no. thing. Obviously, being ninety fifth minute, the the drama of the Aguero offside um, sticks out, but that was the most clear and obvious. Yeah. Correct decision, mm. um, and thank God that was there. <laughs> but the first one with Lorente, yeah. obviously I asked Jason earlier when, when he was was on. It is an interesting one though because I was speaking to Mark Halstein, and he was saying that Rossetti, the, the the chief of the referees, is obviously is apparently told um, the the referees that the way they have to look after handballs. That it's not it's not a deliberate handball anymore. It's it's mm. it's kind of different. And, and and we saw with with Danny Rose, didn't we, in in, in the first leg of, of a handball? Then you're saying, well, that's not a deliberate handball. Or he's not moved his arm. Or do you know what I mean? And it, it, it's a huge grey area in the in normal time. But when you slow things down and you yeah. say, like, has he moved his arm? Or is that a natural? It's crazy, isn't it? And yeah. when we when we saw that replay over and over and over again of Lorente, it was it was literally like. They were, they were trying to work out if it hit his arm or not. And I'm sat there thinking, well, so what if it has? Like, it's flicked off someone yeah. else's mm. head. Mm. He's jumped up. His arm is by his side. And it may have gone off his hip slash elbow. Even if it has hit his arm, that's not a handball. Yeah. But you just felt, because of the way that it has been with VAR and with the grey area of handballs, 
that there was a there was a genuine realistic possibility that goal was going to get chalked off. It's got to be sensible, otherwise mm. football's going to re- turn ridiculous, isn't it? You n- you're never going to be able to do anything. Um, mm. But it, you know I, what I love about VAR is the fact that it is a group of of people and uh, they're making that decision as a collective and mm. then passing that information on to the referee. Yeah. So. It's got to it's got to work in the future, hasn't it? Mm. Mm. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second. I'll call in Josh, um, mate. What do you think of VAR? Happy with it? Oh, well, I'm actually a qualified referee. Hey, perfect. <laughs> I knew I knew that really. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, you know what? The actual principle of it, I think, is great. You know, on paper, it's you know the referee he, he can't make a decision. He needs some help, and I think you know it's it's a great idea when it works. And I think as it correctly worked last night, it was great. You know, really, really good. Um, I think it should, but like like Chris said before, I agree with him. You know, it's either all games or no games. You can't, especially the FA Cup. You look back yeah. and you had you know, that controversy with half the matches with it, half the matches without it, and the matches without it had controversial decisions. That's just wrong for me. You know, but when it comes into the Premier League, I think it will take two or three years of adjusting. I think we've got the fans' mentality has to change as well because actually, I remember sitting in um, the stadium with uh, the home match against City. And you're just waiting, and you you know there's nothing to do, so you're not hearing anything. You're just waiting. All you can see is they are in progress. So look, it's a great idea. It's I think it will be very successful in the future. Um, at the moment, yeah, trial it out. But like I said, all games or no games, you can't pick and choose. Okay, so let's get into your thoughts then about last night. Where does it rank in your lifetime supporting Spurs? Ah, uh, it's it's the best. As in, I before I'd always say the best game I had was the three-one win against Real Madrid because. Yeah, but that was amazing as well. But mm. this is it, it just surpassed every single expectation. I think, you know, I don't think anyone expected that. And it was just the passion, you know, the perseverance, the determination from the players. Everyone's seen that video in the changing room. You know, mm. that's what we've, mm. that's what Poch has been trying to build for his five years. You know, that it, and as he said, this is the most important game of his career. It completely was, and you could see the players. They were so thrilled, and he was thrilled. And, and you know, he, he, he's, he's the coolest manager in the world, and he's just, you know. The pure emotion you saw—it was priceless. And actually, like I say, that's what he's been trying to build. You know, when he when he joined the club, you know, yeah, he didn't sign anyone the past two seasons. So that's what makes it even sweeter. This is this is the squad, the team, the philosophy he's been trying to build. And actually, we can go on and beat Ajax at the Champions League final with no mm. player signed for two seasons. That's unheard of. We beat the best team in England. That's unheard of. It's just amazing. Strength is it's absolute strength to strength. Josh, have you always had complete and utter faith in Pochino's project and the collective? No, I don't. I, I think any Spurs fan would be lying if he said yes, because there have been some dark times, especially, I think, after after that transfer window shot in September. I think me and my friends just said, you know, we're done for. You know, how, how on earth can we expect to be challenging up there when Arsenal spent millions, hundreds of millions, Liverpool, City, United, you know? But you know what? It's, it's, it's this project that I think persuaded every Spurs fan, actually every football fan in the country and maybe even further, that you don't need to spend to be successful. Look at Ajax as well, you know, it's the same thing. And I read a great article in the paper the other day, this morning, it said, you know, it's it's comforting to see the Champions League isn't just surrounded with teams with squads of hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds and actually, you know, there are teams that aren't as big, well no, not as big, but financially strong as City and United challenging in the semi-final and I think that's so reassuring for football in general that you know hopefully and at the moment it isn't being dominated by money yeah great points great points Josh do you think you can go on and win it then why not why not you know <laughs> that is the attitude though, isn't it you've got to you've got to say that 
we've come this far, you know, and I think if we if we can beat City, there's no reason why we can't beat Liverpool, Barcelona, or Ajax. In my opinion, who do you want then? Looking beyond Ajax, if you would make oh, the final, if, if you've I, got a preference on Liverpool or Barca. Do you know what? I've been having this discussion all day. I genuinely have no idea, <laughs> and I, 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 I don't know. I think you can choose Liverpool because obviously you know Barcelona are bigger, but then Barcelona aren't English, and you know they want experience. I, I don't know. There's there's arguments to and for. Let's get to the final and then have that argument because it's quite a nice argument to have. Yeah, no fair yeah. point, Josh. Appreciate the call, mate. Sure. Really appreciate it. That is Josh. This is Spurs fan show and last. Uh, Chaps from the last word on Spurs in the, in the studio with me. Yes, welcome back. Right, let's do some listener questions. We've had loads come in over the course of the last 24 hours, so thank you very much indeed to sending um, them in. I'll just pick out a couple of them. So, duh, 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 duh. right, so, Brooks, let's look ahead, has tweeted in. Brooks Jones 8, thank you very much. Given that Sonny now has to miss that first game against Ajax, what do you reckon our lineup will be? You briefly mentioned earlier, do you think that Mora will go into a, a more central position? or No, sorry, um, Lorente will, will come in and, and Mora will perhaps step up to the plate. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'd look at having, um, I think maybe it might be Lorente. I, I, mm. I can see him go with Lorente. I think he'll, um, for me, I think the crucial thing about the whole lineup will be going to a back five. I think that in Europe, it showed that it's worked a lot better. Obviously, we played a back five against, um, against Dortmund um, and, and that worked extremely well. I think that that's something we missed last night. But um, in terms of in terms of the people that I think that will that will come in to replace Sun, I think it will be uh, Lucas will probably be up there. Yeah. I think maybe Delhi, and then uh, and then Lorente maybe in the middle. Um, but it's very difficult to kind of. It all just depends on the injury problems, doesn't it? Well, there you go. Yeah, mm. you've got to worry that we don't get any more injuries. But yeah. Um is is there a chance that he wouldn't start Lorente even if there were injuries to? Well, if, if Kane's still out and obviously no son suspended, well, it's, it's, I think it all depends on Lucas Moura. Really, I mean, he's been so so inconsistent for Spurs. You see, he can have a game like he mm. did against Huddersfield, against Manchester United, but sometimes you know he can be, he just you know sometimes doesn't kind of produce what you think he can. And um, it was great to see him get that hat trick on the weekend, and, and it'll be really really good if that can try and boost his confidence because I think that he's going to be so key for us especially with Sun missing that game yeah. and, and obviously Harry Kane being out for, for the time that he's going to be in the, in the league so it'd be great if Lucas Moura can finally step up to the plate for but, Spurs but what a great time to, for them to both to be scoring yeah. goals well, you know, you go. when, when Harry Kane's out it's, it's felt at crucial moments though Lorente he's, he's never quite been first choice and, and understandably yeah. so and where, mm. where do you sit with him because his record off the bench and when he has been involved is a good one yeah. you know his goal scoring record basically anywhere is a very good one he's a very safe pair of hands but personally I mean do tell me if I'm wrong I I struggle to see mm. I feel it's unlikely Lorente would start in a game that magnitude even though you're sure I just feel that Pochettino would, would rejig things that would mm. mean Lorente was still on the bench. But it was a huge game last night. Mm. So yeah. um, he, didn't, he didn't start, did yeah, he? But, he? but he was involved mm. and and made a you know dramatic impact, yes. which I'm sure I'm sure he has the capability yeah. of then doing against Ajax. But I just feel that from the off, yeah. without Son and Kane, we might not have any choice. No. Yeah, well, that I think that that's the problem. Uh, th we might not have a choice whether we play him or not. But um, it'd be great if he can come off the bench and and. Because I think we've seen many times this season, um, he's he's come off and done the business many a time. So, um, I I do agree. I think it, it literally does depend on on who's going to be available. But um, I mean credit to him. You know he's had so much stick, and again it's, it's that consistency. He hasn't had had a consistent run in the team, but yet he's still doing the business. It's difficult sometimes to see kind of what he does, and and maybe you look at his performances and think you know is he doing enough? 
but he's getting those crucial goals, and I think that that's why he's been such a uh, such a great squad player for us this year. Mm. Yeah, he, he, and he's had a good career. And yeah. uh, I, mu- I must say, when we signed him from Swansea, I was quite excited about it um, yeah. because yeah. obviously he scored a lot of goals for them. Yeah, um, he was a goal scorer, but. You're you're right in in the fact that it hasn't really happened for him. Mm. A lot of Tottenham mm. fans have been very very frustrated by him. Um, I think a lot of us have expected far much more than than what he's delivered. But mm. you know, take last night. I think that whatever people say about him, last night he he um yeah, well, it's yeah. It's a lot of respect for him <laughs> after last night. Written himself into Tottenham folklore. Exactly. Really, exactly. the goal that got us through to the semi final. Martin Dolan's been in touch as well. Thank you very much, Martin. So he wants to know how you felt Wanyama did. He says I was impressed with his break up play. Uh, can he play his way back mm. into favour? Has he turned a corner on injuries? Um, he just played back to back games. Wanyama, how do you think he did? Yeah, I, do you know what? I've been really impressed with him. I was very impressed when he when he came off the bench in the first leg. I thought he came on and and, and showed a lot of very positive signs in in terms of the way he was. Um, you know, breaking up play, so that was great. Um, he was he was all right against Huddersfield. I didn't think he was um, quite as good as I thought he was going to be um, after his performance against City um, last night. I think he found it very tough. I did think he found it tough. Um, I think it was him and Ali that ended up in the middle and kind of got a bit overrun. But the way he kept on going, and I think he he gave absolutely everything last night. So credit to him for that. Well, I, I laughed last night because City were just about to go on the break and then Wanyama took a yes, yellow. And yes. uh, I, I love him for that because <laughs> yeah. I think that Tottenham yeah. haven't been, um, you know, Pochettino hasn't set Tottenham up in that way of, of taking yellow cards. And yeah. I knew that the passion was there last night because Man City didn't get a yellow card last night. I think yeah. we got four. Yeah. So we, we, were up, we were up for it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But he talks about Wanyama perhaps playing himself back in for favour. Is, is that kind of stacked against him? Um. Look, I think it just depends on injuries. I, I think before before his injury problems, I think he was probably the best holding midfielder definitely, in the league. Definitely. So, um, you know, and you think of a partnership of Musa Soko and Victor Wanyama in the middle, mm. I think that's very exciting because I think, you know, Wanyama's obviously that defensive presence, whereas Sissoko's that guy that can carry the ball, keep, uh, keep possession. Um, but I think that certainly he's got every chance of, um, if he can just overcome his injuries, we've got a very, very good player there. And obviously... You've got Eric Dyer to potentially come back, so it's looking all right in midfield. I but think. When, when you've got players like um, Harry Winks and Eric Dyer there and people go. like that yeah. out, y- it's so important that yeah. people like Victor Wanyama come in yeah. and do the job and, and get the job done. And mm. that's what Pochettino is so good at, that whenever someone is out, someone mm. comes in and does just as good a job. OK, thank you for those questions. Do keep them coming in. OK, Will. Will is on the phone. Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Yeah, very good. good, thank you, very good. We're, we're all good. So my, my screen here says, Will, you're, you're calling over from from in the States. Talk us through your experience last night of watching that one. Oh, man. So um, I'm, uh, I'm traveling for work, but I made sure I was in the hotel room for the game, made sure that um, over here it was on TBS, so made sure that the hotel had the station. And um, uh, I actually got a suite so that I, I could uh, – watch it kind of in the living room and I sit on the couch and <clears throat> in 30 seconds I was standing and pacing and I stood up for two hours <laughs> pacing and screaming and yelling and wondering how in the heck I wasn't kicked out of that hotel <laughs> and I guess because it was the afternoon over here between 3 and 5 p.m. there was nobody in another room close to me but boy the agony and the ecstasy was uh like nothing I've ever experienced. Yeah, but but worth it, right? Oh, oh, a game I will 
never, ever forget. And what a, I mean, gosh, what a great team to work for, right? Mm. I mean, to root for. The, uh, you know, we're, we're the walking wounded, no Harrys. Uh, mm. uh, both Harrys are out. Uh, you know, the injury list is long. Sissoko goes limping off. Uh, you know, Delhi with a broken hand. And meanwhile, you know, Man City's got the full bench, you know, with, with Fernandinho and Manye and Gabriel Jesus and, you know, on and on and on. You know, we've got the Oliver Skips of the world on our bench. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, somehow, some way, against all odds, we persevere and come out on top. Yeah. Oh boy. And that is it is what an incredible story. And you, you, you sum it up, Will, actually superbly with all those all those moments there of mm. you know, just how did Spurs manage it. Uh, man of the match though was, was Son. A, a lot was on his shoulders oh. and it, it keeps happening, doesn't it, when when Kane is injured to say, Well, someone's got to step up, he keeps doing it. Let's just pick out that, that second goal, the touch and the finish. It was let's let's not, you know, play it down. It was world class, wasn't it? It was sublime. And, uh, and, uh, I'll tell you, uh, I, I, I'm going to hold back tears here. I have two boys, um, adopted from South Korea. So we love Sonny, man. Mm. <laughs> He's, uh, I mean, my gosh, he is our hero. Mm. We just love him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll tell you, you know, here's an interesting part of the game that I was thinking about. Um, you know, Sissoko goes down, right? He goes down the first time and you're worried. And like the true warrior he is, right? He gets up and wants mm. to give it a go. And then at that point, Pochettino gets up Oliver Skips, right? And the announcers even go so far as to say, you know, it'll be the 17-year-old coming in for, uh, for Sissoko. And then Sissoko gets up a second time and tries to give it a go and plays another minute or so before he sits down. And then Pochettino changes his mind and brings on Lorente. And I just, right? And then Lorente scores a winning goal and changes the whole game. And, you know, you just wonder what fate has in store. What if uh, Sissoko hadn't got up uh, that second time and stayed down and the original uh, uh, change was skips instead of Lorente. You know, how, is, how does the game wind up? So you just, you know, all these little twists of fate that kind of went in Spurs' favor. Pochettino has the extra minute and, you know, and probably saw the fear in Skip's eyes and says, wait a minute, I'm bringing on the experienced guy and decided to change everything and, and put Ali, uh, you know, back in the uh, defensive midfield spot. So you never know, right? Do, do you know, Will, I, I was actually at the game last night and um, when Musa Suzoko went down, um, he was down, he was injured. And then the fans started singing his name and you could tell that he just wanted to carry on oh. for the fans because oh. um, the, the, the feeling actually, and, and it's funny, like I said earlier, Musa Suzoko got a lot of criticism, a lot of laughter, a lot of this, a lot of that from, from our own fans at the start of this season. So when you've got a player down like that who has been... Um, absolutely brilliant um, in in the last few months, certainly yeah. for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, um, and and we were all quite worried, thinking, well, you know, come on, get up, you know, we 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 need you, 
And there is no way on this planet that any Tottenham player would have wanted to go off at the Etihad no. um, and not complete yeah. the 90 minutes because, you know, th this is why you're a footballer. This is why yeah. you, you grow up and you want to be a footballer to play in games like that. So there's no way he would have wanted to, to come off. But, you know, Lorente come on yeah. and, and, as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. I think his desire to stay on the pitch kind yeah. of showed the whole performance, really, because it wasn't the prettiest performances. It was a real grind mm. and get that result. I think it just shows that kind of that fighting spirit that Pochettino's kind of really built in this team and um, Sissoko. I mean, what a guy! What a guy! Yeah. But, but, but the the connection between Sissoko and the fans is yeah. absolutely brilliant. You don't Fantastic. see it very often with players, but um, he will make a point now. Most games, he will take his shirt off and he will go and mm. find somebody who 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 he can see that is really supporting him as a player, and he will go over and give that shirt. and And they are just wonderful moments. Yeah. Will, I know you're quite a way away from us here for, from London. Please tell me you've had a little look on the internet at looking for some, some flights from Madrid or, or, or Amsterdam. <laughs> Come on, the boys have asked you, haven't they? I, I have looked in the <laughs> <laughs> and flights to, to Madrid. I mean, I, you know, I took a peek this morning because, my goodness, what a run. And this is one... You know, I, and I, I want to bring my boys, right? I mean, if we're yeah. if we get that far, just who knows if we'll have another chance, right? Mm. This, you know, this is a once in a lifetime event, mm. and uh, yeah, I I would love to go. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. I mean, just just keep having a look, mate. The, the prices may go down, <laughs> or it may be wise to get in nice and early. Uh, look, Will, I really appreciate <laughs> the call. I really, really do. Great, Cheers, great Will. stuff. Top stuff. Um, yeah, we've got more calls coming in, but. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to speak to, to Jack Ransom. He works for BBC Manchester, um, obviously working with Manchester City um, or for Manchester City, covering them last night. We'll get his take from the opposition view with regards to that game last night, but also, of course, looking ahead to this coming weekend where you're not got to quite do it all over again, but it's going to, it's going to feel somewhat familiar, isn't it? This is the Spurs fan show. OK, well, let's get that opposition view. Jack Ransom there, BBC Manchester on the phone. Jack, as you can imagine, have been inundated with calls all evening from Spurs fans. Best night of their lives. They still think they can, well, still think, sorry, they, they honestly believe they can go on and, and now win the competition. What is the mood like, Jack, up in Manchester after that after that one? Oh, well, I, <laughs> pretty much the, the, the opposite of that. Pretty uh, pretty gutted, I would mm. say, for, for City fans. And, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of a weird one after the game as well because it wasn't, you know, usually, and in that kind of scenario, I'm sure United fans would have been quick to stick the boot in. Um, but it kind of felt like everyone just stopped for a moment to appreciate the actual game of football that we'd all just seen because it was mm. just a sensational game. And even, you know, after the drama at the end, even Manchester City fans, I think, were appreciative still uh, of what, what they just witnessed. Um, it wasn't too much, too much disappointment because of that. I don't remember City fans have seen a lot of hard times as well. So, kind of just to be witnessing that on a Champions League night in a quarter final, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't utter devastation. But yeah, re clearly really disappointing. Yeah, Jack, uh, Chris was up there yesterday, so he spoke to a few Man City fans, and uh, you know he said there was certainly a belief that they'd go on and, and win the tie. Was that the impression that you got that Man City were fairly confident they'd still get through despite losing that first leg? Yeah, absolutely. I would. Um, I mean, I would count myself in that as well. You know. Was that the downfall um, then? 
potentially. I, I, to be honest, I I don't think so. I think if you look at the way the game played out, you know, Manchester City came out with that belief. You could see that belief right from the start in terms of they grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. Obviously, the downfall was um, that in doing that, they left themselves uh, overexposed and, you know, they really, really um, missed Fernandinho, you know, last night. So, yeah, I, I don't think it was necessarily a complacency because, like I say, the other thing to remember with Manchester City is they're really, uh, you know, a lot of the fans still remember scrapping in Division 2 and, uh, you know, against relegation. And it's not necessarily... Um, it's not necessarily that they're still getting used to this new status as a as a top top club in Europe, but it's just they're still kind of enjoying it. I think. Yeah. A- any question marks before I let the chaps ask you some some questions? And now on on Pep Guardiola. Well, there's always people on Twitter, aren't there? Yeah. Sort of saying that kind of stuff, but I mean, sure. I mean, surely, surely, surely no pressure from the, the hierarchy, but it does. It, I, it does feel ridiculous asking it, <laughs> but it, it does exist that people saying, well, he, he continued at, to fail at the Champions League knockout stage at the semi-final stage, an entire eight years since he last won it. I mean, are there question marks that he got the tactics wrong in the first leg against Spurs? Well, I suppose, yeah, there's, you know, those questions have got to be asked because, like you say, eight years. Um, the one thing I would say, though, is that he even said before this, this second leg that he, he values the Premier League, uh, you know, repeated success in the Premier League more highly than he does the Cups. And I admire that kind of philosophy because he, he's basically saying, you know, if you're judged over a 40-odd game season, that's a much better judge than it is of, you know, a knockout competition when, you know, either side could win on the night. I, I, I maybe Maybe that's, maybe that's, because he's got that mindset, maybe his tactics are slightly skewed more to to be suited more to you know to week in week out league football. I don't know. Um, I guess you could say that, and I guess you could say at times in the Champions League, his team selections have looked almost random uh, because he rotates so frequently and so often, and he mm. doesn't seem to have a settled eleven. So, I mean, maybe you could level that criticism at him. Maybe you could say he he, he could have more consistently played his best players in the Champions League. Uh, and particularly in that first leg at, uh, at Tottenham. But, I don't know, I think it's difficult, isn't it, when he's set the bar himself so high um, and he's clearly brought about this incredible change in Manchester City. Jack, I mean, just just a guy that I kind of want to hear your opinions on. I'm sure he's a guy you're pretty sick of uh, seeing the sight of at the moment. Heung-Min Son, um, where do you <laughs> think he kind of <laughs> ranks in terms of uh, forwards in, in the Premier League now? Oh, um I think, you know, I think he's probably, well, I mean, I don't know whether he is anymore, but certainly he's been massively, massively underrated. Mm. Uh, and, you know, can you say that about someone who, who's now just, you know, scored two goals in the in Champions League uh, final? Probably not, but he, he, he just doesn't seem to have attracted the same kind of attention mm. uh, as, as sort of, as other strikers in his sort of category do but you know he scores big goals in big games um, so he's got all you know he's got all the attributes hasn't he as a top striker so certainly I mean last night brilliant brilliant uh, finish wasn't it um, for, that, for that second goal in particular 
So yeah, um, I mean he's, he's one of the he's, he's definitely up there. He has to be that mm. conversation. So obviously the quadruples out of the question now. How much pressure is on the Premier League in this title race with, with Liverpool? It's, it's huge now, isn't it? Yeah, this is the this is the one, and uh, well, it might all come down to the Manchester derby. How good would that be? Mm. Um, Manchester United having to beat City to uh, stop them winning the title in, in, and then handing it to Liverpool. Uh, but no, I think yeah, I think by by doing that, by putting all you know by saying that before the game that he's saying that he's, he values the Premier League more highly because it shows the consistency. He has put a degree of pressure on his side. The one thing though, I think you can say about Manchester City is they deal with pressure incredibly, incredibly well. I know they lost last night, but and you can say the same for Tottenham, can't you? Which I think surprised a lot of people. They dealt with pressure. You know, both sides dealt with pressure. It wasn't like they were they were nervous or they were edgy. It was two sides absolutely going at it uh, and dealing with a huge occasion in the best possible way. And I think that is how City will take this title race on they've got tough games obviously but I think I don't think it will be nerves that beat them I think it might just be you know if, if they slip up along the way and, and mm. Liverpool have had a remarkable season as well Jack can I ask obviously we're all travelling up a game Saturday morning <laughs> for the Premier League tie um, how do you see uh, that one going? Well, I was having this discussion with someone today. Uh, it's like an almighty hangover, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's either going to be nil-nil or... Uh, yeah, my, uh, the person I was discussing it with uh, thought maybe it's going to be City City give, are going to give Spurs an absolute high win. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Manchester City clearly know now what, what their goal is. Uh, I suppose they've got one one more focus other than the FA Cup final obviously but they've got one main focus and that is winning every game in the Premier League um, so yeah it's difficult isn't it to see Spurs coming up to Manchester again and getting themselves up for a, an occasion in the same way after having that on you know last night having that incredible atmosphere it's definitely not going to be the same kind of atmosphere you, you would imagine at 12 uh, 12.30 on a Saturday Easter Saturday, uh, you know, I suspect it will be a bit more of a muted occasion, and maybe that will help Manchester City. Um, so, I, yeah, I suspect Manchester City will will win it because that because of that because of the, you know, a Spurs will be maybe not necessarily completely up for it and completely recovered from the other night, uh, and Manchester City b Manchester City have that one absolute focus now and it's win the Premier League Can I just say actually I, I spoke to a number of Man City fans as Jake said um, and, and they were very very confident that you would uh, you'd win the game and, and, and go through to the semi-finals um, however after the game um, I, I bumped into a number of Man City fans and they and they said many congratulations and they were very complimentary towards Spurs and said you know hope you go mm. on and win it um, how do you think that a lot of the people in Manchester feel now that are, are you going to be rooting for Spurs to actually win the competition, or do you, or do you personally think that Tottenham could go, could go into the final and perhaps win it? Well, I mean, yeah, they have to. They have to be. You know, they have to be up there, don't they? They've beaten what everyone is saying is one of the best sides in Europe, and you know, people people have been saying that. I mean, I would probably still, you know, put Barcelona in that category, probably as as in terms of the best side in Europe. Um, 
but Manchester City are in that conversation, but haven't really been in that conversation. But now they have to, they have to be, and they have to be uh, part of the conversation for going through to the final and win it. I think probably if you want an assessment of the mood in in uh, Manchester, it's anyone but Liverpool. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the country thinks. I think the entire country is on board of that same chain of thought. Uh, Jack, <laughs> mate, really appreciate uh, the call this evening. Um, that was Jack Ransom from Appreciate BBC uh, Manchester, of course, covering for Manchester City last night. Some very interesting thoughts there. Yeah, so it's Manchester City against Spurs this coming weekend in the Premier League. Manchester City out of the Champions League. They need the Premier League. You're still in the Champions League. We were just speaking to Jack there. I mean, he. I kind of agree with his, his point there that I feel Manchester City will be favourites for this because they have that dire, complete mm. and utter desperation to win the Premier League, whereas you either will have that kind of slight hangover and unable mm. to get yourself up for it, but at the same time, maybe have priorities elsewhere now. Is, is that is that fair or are we, are we underestimating and being unfair on Spurs? No, no, the priority is still top four. Yeah. Yeah. That is still... That if is the priority is top four, then you can't afford to drop points. Exactly. Mm. I th- I, but but and I, I understand your point earlier, Jamie, you said about that, mm. that one game. Yeah. You know, the remaining games, Bournemouth uh, away, yeah. and then we've got Everton at home, West Ham, Brighton. Um, they're a decent running. Yeah, it it's is. a really good running. Yeah, and, and and a lot of them are at home. So uh, and we've seen how well we've started there. So you you'd thinking that we'd probably pick up four points there. So we do have a favourable running, and and I think the gap between ourselves and and Chelsea, they're they're, they're one point behind us, um, having played a game extra. Uh, Manchester United are three behind us, um, having played the same amount of games. But I think we have a I believe we have a superior. We have a much superior goal difference then. So. Um, I think we've got leeway, slight re- leeway for error, um, and and I think going to Man City. I mean, any team's going to struggle going to Man City. Um, so I I do think that it's maybe a case of um, looking, having one eye on that Brighton fixture. But obviously, you don't agree. <laughs> I just think every every, every point counts. Every point yeah, counts, and, and of course, course uh, yeah. when Pochettino said the other day about the goal difference, I completely agree. I think that it might even go right down to the goal difference. Yeah. So it is very, very important how we line up um, mm. on Saturday. And yeah, I can't believe going back to Manchester again. Yeah. Twelve thirty kickoff as well. well th- there you go. I think that's going to be an interesting um, point on on the game as well. We haven't. I don't think we've performed particularly well when it's been twelve thirty kickoff. I think the Arsenal game four nil last week. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, of course. But apart from that one, apart yeah. from that, that was Huddersfield, wasn't yeah. it? So I mean, I think there was the game against Arsenal, uh, Burnley was a twelve thirty yeah. kickoff. So, um, and it's travelling away. I mean, that's always. I think that's difficult as well when you're when you're travelling that far up the country and and starting that early. That's going to be tough. So, there are a lot of um of factors against us maybe on Saturday, but um, I think. A draw, we've just got a draw, perfect result. Looking at the teams left in this race for the top four, it is interesting because Mm. aside from Manchester United now, every single other side has got something to really go for. Again, you can now rule Manchester City out, they've got no other cup, but I mean, Manchester City very much fighting for the title. Liverpool on double fronts of Premier League and and Champions League. Arsenal and Chelsea both in Europa League action today. Mm. That, you know, it's, you often say, don't you, if if you've not got Europe, that you can fully focus mm. on the Premier League. Those sides yeah. tend to, to, to do better than most. So Manchester United now, they'll be looking at this thinking, yeah, look, gutted to be out of the Champions League, but now we can fully concentrate mm. on getting on the top four this season. 
Whereas yourselves, Arsenal and Chelsea, it's so, so tight. Yeah. All three of you are very much involved in, in European football. So it's kind of all, all about who copes with that best, isn't it? Mm. Well, all, all the managers have got something to prove as well. Obviously, Arsenal and Chelsea have got, got new managers this season. So that obviously, they're going to want to finish top four. Yeah. United um, as well with Solskjaer. Exactly. And, yeah. and Pochettino with the, with the brand new stadium. And we've said many times with going into um, a facility like that you need Champions League football mm. you really really do and that is just mm. so so important for us so but yeah. I, I can see Tottenham um, and Man United finishing top four and do you uh, think Man United? I do yeah yeah I mean obviously I've not been at all convinced of them over recent weeks and they've got some very tricky games coming up I mean look at they've got Everton uh, Manchester City and Chelsea so there's some very very tricky games in there I think that that's a very crucial game Manchester United, Chelsea, um, so that that's going to be a huge game in in, in deciding where and um, one of those teams might get knocked out. I think it'd be Arsenal and us. I think those. Mm. I think Arsenal. Bear in mind, Arsenal's running. Got they've got a lot of away games. They've got a lot. They have, and they've got to go to Wolves. So tricky, but I think that Leicester coming up as well. I, I think Arsenal will do it uh, somehow. I mean, it'd be devastating to see them getting. But um, <laughs> uh, do, do you know what? Honestly, at this point, the way that we've kind of. Um, thrown away such a big gap I'm just desperate to make sure that we're one of the teams in that top four that feels a good time to, to bring you some more bad news Arsenal have taken the lead <sighs> away at Napoli <laughs> Alexander Lacazette mm. uh, has just scored for them it means they're 3-0 up now against Napoli that's a really yeah. really good result uh, loads of goals in the other game as well 4-1 Chelsea against Slavia Prague Pedro with a couple of them Olivier Giroud and own goal which means 5-1 aggregate they will be in as I presume Arsenal will be as now barring any kind of miraculous collapse. But yeah, I think Manchester United as well is an interesting one if we can kind of dissect these these competitors. That since Oli has been given the job on on a permanent basis, they've been significantly less convincing, haven't they? Yeah, I, I haven't really been convinced by them. I, I just don't see why when Man United fans were saying he was totally the right choice. I mean, for me, it was always Pochettino was the right guy. Um, obviously, we're not going to let him go. And um, but yeah, I mean, it's I think it, what's he such a I think recently he's had a poor record so yeah I've not been convinced by Solskjaer recently so there's, there's a lot of work to do there I think oh, for mm. sure for sure I think that that's the point they've always had a massive real building project to do and they kind of and th the way that they've got to change their recruitment because they kind of seem to just throw a lot of money at, at, yeah. at these just big names there's no real strategy behind what they're doing I think if you look at City I think that's where I'll give them credit they do seem to go about their transfer business right yes they throw a lot of money at it but they are there's going a about process there's a, there's you know, a building they want two players yeah. for each position they're, they're building a team aren't they and, yeah. that's, and that's kind of not what Manchester United are doing so I think for them it's about having a plan and making sure that you're not just going and signing and names and making sure you're building a team instead yeah. since um, Sir Alex Ferguson left of course starting today £725 million pounds they've spent they're still paying off David Moyes' contract that runs <laughs> out because that was a six year deal um, in 2000 well no eight years ago they got knocked out of the Champions League by Basel like embarrassing, right? Phil Jones, Chris Warning, and Ashley Young started that game. Oh, yeah. Fast Fuck. forward eight years, yeah. those three players started against Barcelona in the Champions League, and they've all just signed new contracts. It yeah. does seem completely and utterly ridiculous that whoever is in charge of that football club, that they're there where they are because they've just spent money, you yeah. know. And there is no thought process, there's no, no structure behind it. Jamie, as you say, we're the kind of complete opposite with with, with Manchester City. But let's turn our attentions to the game at the weekend. How how do you think, Chris? He goes about it, Poch. Do you think? He does take the foot off the gas a little bit with regards to, to, to resting some players. Not foot off the gas, sorry, because obviously you're going to, as you mentioned, you need you need points. But, but is, there, is there not an argument to say 
there's going to be a couple of these players you, you mentioned. Sissoko picked up a knock. Can he play again so quickly? Well, well, it, it depends what the sports scientists. There's only scientists so much the fans singing can do to to recover. Yeah, but a real injury. I, I, I'm always a big believer of you should always play your best eleven, and uh, I think that this needs to be the case on Saturday, and I, and I think that we need to try and get a result. You can't just roll over and say, okay, we're going to take this. Of course not. Of course not take this hit and and, and lose um you know I, you know me as a fan i'm traveling up there getting up yeah. very early in the morning <laughs> yeah. to go up there yeah. um you know so if i'm bothering i'm hoping the team will yeah mm. um, and, I'm, and i'm sure they will but i just hope that he doesn't put too many uh youngsters out think, and, yeah. and, and and it is our best 11 do you know i available. can see him doing something a bit a bit odd i think he might play i think we might see the likes of oliver skip start i think we could see a slightly changed I hope to be a back five. I think that that'd be crucial. I think we saw the fullbacks were so exposed at City, and it was a real issue with uh, probably Sane coming back into the team, and mm. obviously um, with Bernardo Silva and Raheem Sterling in the attacking them. So I'd like to see a back five. I think that's going to be crucial. Um, but yeah, I mean it's, it's such a tough game, and I think that 12:30 kickoff not going to help either. Mm. It is, and I must say that last season there was there was one team. I don't I don't think I've ever applauded the the opposition, but they absolutely battered us in the Premier League last season, four one, and yeah. you mm. just you, you just stood there and thought, wow, mm. you know they they they, they were top notch, top yeah. quality team. Well, I think also you look at their squad and the way they can rotate. I mean their bench compared to ours mm. is just scary. Mm. I mean they're the likes of Sane to yeah. come off. It and is scary, isn't Jesus, it? so. Yeah, I mean that's that's going to be a massive thing for them. You know, they're going to be tired as well, but then they've got the options to to change it up and and still look very strong. So I think that that's going to be a massive factor as well in in terms of deciding the game. Okay, I've got a few more questions with regards to to going forward with Pochettino and, and Spurs, but just run through a couple of the listener questions first. I mean, more statements as opposed to views, but we'll do them anyway because people have taken the time to send them in. Uh, the future is bright. I'm sure this is tongue in cheek. Says. Do we just not bother with Saturday's game now? Look, we've had that conversation, but I see what you're saying. It's going to be hard, isn't it, to, to get up for it after the euphoria of, of last night. Um, Michael Chivers has got in touch. He says, is it okay to make your son's first football shirt an Argentina one rather than the Spurs one because you love Poch so much? Well, fair enough. Um, why not? Why not? Um, we've got another one. Juliet says, is it worth Spurs fans booking their flights to Madrid for the 1st of June now? She says she's tempted. Well, Juliet, Chris is already... Book it. Book yeah, it. There we are. There's your man. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this, this is an interesting one. Just very quickly, again, I'm not sure how how serious. Uh, Cap says, if Spurs reach the Champions yeah. League final and Harry Kane is fit, should he start the game? I, I'm expecting us to get Barcelona in the final. Harry Kane comes back from injury, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he scores the winning goal, one nil. <laughs> Job done. You know what? He'll play. He, Harry Kane is the type of player that will play on crutches. He'll mm. run around on crutches. He will. Ma- I'm, I'm very certain that if there is a chance of yeah. a Champions League final, he would do absolutely did, did, everything. Did you in see his power. that um, that tweet of his celebrating yeah. at home? <laughs> oh now you you imagine Harry Kane at home, and and the team has just gone through. Why is he not how, there? How, how, well, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. But but you imagine how um how he must be feeling right now. He, <laughs> someone like Harry Kane wants to be involved in absolutely everything. He will never ever want to not be in that team. So he would be doing everything in his power 
But he's rushed back before though, hasn't he? And this is why I feel well. This is why I, some I don't people believe they they, they rush back. In, in in football now, there's there's so many tests mm. and there's so mm. many. But um, it just feels that every time Harry Kane gets an injury, they say oh he's going to be out for three months, and then six yeah. weeks later he's he's back that, again. That's that's the type of player Harry Kane is. But he's just so driven and, and will do absolutely everything in his power to ensure that he's back as soon yeah. as possible. That's just his mentality. And that's what makes there's him there's again. There's not many players like that. Some players will just happily don't. sit out and think, "Well, I'm being paid." Mm. Yeah, uh, not not exactly. Tottenham players, but um, yeah, he's, he's a top professional. I think certainly if if there's a chance of of getting to the the final, I'm sure he'll yeah. he will be. The, the, the reason you ask though, because you, you don't want to you don't want someone to rush back because of yeah, just because obviously they're desperate to play in that game. Of course, he's going to be desperate to play in that game. But you feel that if Spurs weren't in the Champions League and there wasn't anything huge to play for Spurs would just say oh you know mm. you, you need to rest you know you've had yeah. an incredibly busy schedule over the last few years and you, you, just, you don't want to it's a weird one isn't it? it is a strange one because you don't want to rush someone back but at the same time there's no way on earth you're not going to want him to be in that game and yeah. involved in it. It, it it was strange a, a couple of months back when when he was out injured and then he we were grinding out all those results and then he come yeah. back Burnley away and then he started and yeah. then of course that we lost that game mm. and then we lost a few ar- yeah. after that as well and it, it is strange, and, it, and it, it's really weird how, over the last couple of weeks, a lot of Tottenham fans have now been discussing, saying, I can't believe I'm saying this, but are we better without Harry Kane? Yeah. And then it all well, makes us think, actually, you know, we do sit up very differently, and yeah. it is very different. Well, it's the dynamic between Son and, and Kane, isn't it? You know, yeah. clearly they can play together, but does it just make both of them play a little bit better when one of them isn't in the side? I think I think Sonny certainly thrives off being the main man. Mm. Um, he definitely steps up. But they've played well together in the past, and um, and I think it's rubbish that we we're a better team without Kane. I think we've just got exceptional players. I think w- we are definitely a better team ha- for having him. I think you saw that performance against Dortmund. He was crucial in in being that guy that was leading the team. Um, he got that very. He took his one big chance that he had. So I think it's rubbish that we are a better team without him. But you know, we've got the players to cope cope without it. Mm. It's great they're having these conversations, isn't it? Do we yeah. do we wheel Harry Kane out for a Champions League final? <laughs> um, obviously, I'm not usually in the hot seat for this show, so I wanted to get you, your thoughts um, for the end of the season. How do we do top four Champions League final? Is that is that is that? Do you, you, I mean, yeah, you, you're confident that's going to happen, right, Chris? I'd love it to happen. Yeah. I really would. I you know to to be in a Champions League final, so certainly after. The season Tottenham have had, you know, obviously um, the stadium problems, us spending no money, yeah. lots of fans being very disappointed, mm. all of story. the injury problems. Mega. It is incredible. And to beat a Manchester City side, well, we don't need to go on about it, but, you know, the amount yeah. of money they've spent, the manager they've got and all the resources they've got as well, it is an incredible story. It really is. And, and for Tottenham to be in the Champions League final, you know, these... Uh, you know, all of us as young young kids growing up, we, we want to see our, our team in cup finals and, and the big one. And yeah. it don't get any bigger than that. Jamie, are you going to head to Amsterdam? <laughs> oh, I, <Yeah>. really <laughs> would, I really would love to. I mean, it's just, yeah, what, what place to go as well. But I think that ties, do you know what? I think Ajax have been absolutely sensational this season. Um, but it's a winnable tie. And I think that Spurs will do it. Yeah, well, chaps, it's been an absolute pleasure. And once again, Spurs fans, thank you so much for all your contributions. Had, I think, a record number of calls in to a show this evening. So the Spurs fan show will, of course, be back next week. And Johnny will be here as well. Thank you ever so much for listening. And chaps, enjoy Amsterdam and touch wood, fingers (laughs) crossed, that your dreams come true this season. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.